Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. We were in uh, Charleston last week weekend for a wedding, and as soon as we got there, like as soon as we got there, advertisements for things in the Charleston area started showing up on my phone because they knew that I was there. It's just kind of weird, right? Like, and I know that that's probably happened to you. We have influences and influencers all around us. We, we have influencers that are, uh, like there are apps that track us so that they know what our habits are, so that they can influence our decision-making when it comes to purchases. There are social media influencers they're all over our accounts. They're trying to get us to, you know, pay attention. And, and usually they're trying to get us to buy into something or, or like just buy something. Did you know that you are exposed to six to 10,000 advertisements every single day? Most of them online. You know that Google made $134 billion in 2019 on online advertising. Facebook made $69 billion that year in online advertising alone. That's a lot of ads coming our way. At any given moment, we're receiving emails and text messages from restaurants and clothing stores and hardware stores and you name it, all trying to influence our decisions, which is what influence is about, right? Making decisions. And it's not only social media or the internet. We have friends and family and, and hey, the church and other people in the world trying to influence us too. So in light of all of these influences, it can be hard to figure out what the best decision in our lives is. It's important for us to stop and ask what or who is influencing you, either with or without you knowing it. We can, we can all name a time where we've been influenced into making a bad and sometimes really bad decision. And an even better question is this, in light of all of these influencers and influences, how can we ensure that we are making good decisions? So what if there was one question that you could ask that would make all the other questions, all those questions actually make sense. Like one question to cut through all the influencers in your life. One question that answers just about every other question. So today I'm gonna give you a question to ask. And my hope and prayer as we start this series called Influencers is that this question will become the centerpiece of your life. Think about the greatest regret you've had, the college weekend or that relationship or that one night or that spring break. And, and, and where you think, I made decisions in high school, or I made a decision in high school or college or as an adult that I wish I could do over. This one question would have helped you avoid your greatest regret. And there's a Bible passage where the question is found. It's in Ephesians chapter 5. And let me ask you to suspend your skepticism about the Bible if you're not like a Bible person. Paul was a historical figure who wrote half the New Testament. He started out persecuting Christians and wanted to get rid of Christianity. He was a Jewish leader and he thought Christianity was this Jewish cult. Until on a single day he went from trying to kill Christians to becoming one. In one day, not in a process, not over time, in one day. And so he wrote a letter 
to the Ephesians and it went to a bunch of churches that tells Christians how to live. He's saying, hey, you, you used to live in darkness, but now you live in the light, so you can't continue to deceive and mistreat each other. Now you have to treat people the way God treated you through Jesus. So deceit and immorality and, and how they talk about each other. This is, the, this is like very practical stuff he was talking about, but it's hard because he was asking them to embrace a different lifestyle. And, and they lived in a culture where it's not conducive to this kind of living and honesty and forgiveness and morality. And so he backs up and he says, here's a baby step to take. If you begin to ask this question, like look at every opportunity, every invitation, decision through this grid, it will give you a head start in living as someone by the kingdom of the light. And here's what he wrote in Ephesians chapter five. He said, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Be, be very careful. He's saying, look around. Hey, don't, don't be careless. Look at how you live your life. Not as unwise, but, as, but live as wise. When Paul equates unwise with careless, and he equates being wise with being careful, he's saying, he says, don't be careless. Be careful. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Like, you live in a time that if you just go with the flow, with the current, you, you end up where you don't want to be. Relationally, financially, with your, with your kids, with your husband, with your wife and your job and, and on and on. These currents will take you into places you don't want to be. And so you can't be careless because the flow takes you somewhere that you don't want to go. Therefore, don't be foolish, he says, but understand what the Lord's will is. Now, we look for loopholes all the time. Like, uh, most Christians do, all religious people do. We look for ways around things that we know are right. We look for excuses. And he's saying, don't be foolish, don't be careless. But own up to, face up to, tell yourself the truth. Understand. In other words, you know what you ought to do. You know the difference between right and wrong. So quit playing around. Quit talking yourself into things or, or out of things. He's saying understand or this idea of face up to what you know God's will is for you. You talk yourself into to stuff. You talk yourself out of stuff as a teenager, as an adult or whatever. Don't do that, he's saying. Pause and face up to what God's will is and do it. Now, the thrust is this, be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. So there's this litmus test, not, not what everybody else is doing, and it's not what I can get away with, none of those things. It's what is the wise thing for me to do? Let me talk about this in three different ways, because the easiest person for you to deceive is, is you. And we know how we get ourselves into situations like you made a series of unwise decisions that led to a decision that was, that was wrong. That's how we do it. So let's talk about first our past. Like in light of my past experiences, what is the wise thing to do? Because your past is your past, my past is mine. And that means that what's okay for you may not be okay for me because of my past experience. What happened last time you went? Or what happened when you called him back? Or you spent that night? Or you snuck out? Or you, you went there? Or you, you didn't go? Or, or you bought that? You know why history keeps repeating itself in your life? Because you don't ask this question. Our, our problem is that we believe that we can manage outcomes. But, but listen, in light of your past experience, not, not what's the right thing or even the legal thing to do, what is the wise thing for you to do? Not for everybody else, but for you. And honestly, like you, we, we hate that, right? Because it brings total clarity. Like I know the answer. And if you want history to stop repeating itself though, you gotta ask and then act on this question. And so there's the past. And, and, and then there's the present. 
So ask it like this, in light of my current circumstances, what's the wise thing to do? So, so maybe you used to go out with those guys, you used to do this or that, or now you have exams and you didn't used to have exams and everybody's going on a trip now, but in light of the current circumstance that you're in, what is the wise thing to do? Maybe you have a new job or you've moved or you have a new baby or on and on. Doesn't that bring an uncomfortable clarity? Because you're going to say, but I've done that before. Yeah, but circumstances are different now. And this is why this is a better question than, than even what's right or what's legal. It, it gets right at the heart of things. In light of my current circumstance, what's the wise thing to do? And, and, and not only your past or, or your present, but also your future. In light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? Like, like we've all thrown away future hopes and dreams. And, and, it's, and it's like a tragedy, a trade in our future for something that I have today that I won't have in the future. Like it's a tragedy in a relationship where it's always a bad idea to trade in what you want in the future for something you want now that you know you're not always going to want in the future. And, and that alone can change the trajectory of your entire life. Some of you hang with people who don't have future hopes and dreams. They only think about like when they're getting paid or, or when the next concert is or when the next trip is, but you have hopes and dreams. And, and the worst thing, the worst thing, guys, is to let people around you rob your future because they don't have a vision for theirs. Like, like why would you trade your future for something or someone that's not going to be with you then? Better question than, than the now or, or what we did last time or last summer. What's the wise thing for you? You want to be secure financially in the future, it determines what you do today. You, you want to make an impact, it determines what you do today. D don't you wish you'd been asking or acting on this question your whole life, Christian or, or not? Isn't it true that you'd be in a better place relationally or financially or with your job if you'd been asking this question? You know, now, personal vision is often a catalyst for wise decisions. This is why goals are a really good idea, like putting it in front of you every day, writing it down, fastening it your heart to where God wants you to be in the future, because it's the wise thing to do. There are a lot of influencers out there, but this should lead the way. This should be at the top. So let's put all these together. In light of my past experience, my current circumstances, and my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do? And if you begin to ask and answer this, it's gonna be a, a game changer. Now, the, the thing, what, what I know, like nobody plans to screw up their lives. People just don't plan not to. Like no one messes up financially on purpose. So what if you ran every decision through this grid? What's the wise thing for me to do in my marriage? What's the wise thing in my family? As a student, what's the wise thing for me to do? And you will know. You're going to know the right answer. And it's often going to bring this painful clarity to you. And if you ask this question over and over, you will have less tears. You will have fewer regrets and live in a better financial world and have better relationships. So let me ask you this, especially if you struggle with God and who he really is in all of this. Is it a surprise to you that the God who loves you wants the best for you? Is it, is it surprising that we're called to live not at the level of what to get by with or what's legal, but, but what the wise thing is? So here's some homework. Just ask the question. Don't even do anything different. 
Like, like don't even make any wise decisions. Just ask the question to know what you would do if you were going to make the wise decision. Don't, don't break up or get out of that bad loan or quit the job yet. You owe it to yourself, though, to know the answer, whether you're going to do anything about it or not. But here's what I know. You ask it and you immediately learn something about yourself. Teenagers, you ask it, the answer is going to sound a lot like what maybe your parents have been saying. You don't even have to do it. Just ask it and then ask, what have I just learned? What does it say about you? You just learned something about yourself. If you're an employer, you start asking this question. Maybe it sounds a lot like what the people on your team have been saying, what they want, but you've been pushing back and you don't want to tell them that they're right. You've just learned something about yourself. Husbands, you, you ask it and it might sound like, you know, what she's already been telling you. Wives, you ask it and it may sound like what maybe he's been telling you. And if something inside you resists this idea, you've discovered something about you. And here's what it is. You don't have your own best interests in mind. And if you don't, who will? Now, now here's what else you discovered. It's possible that God has your best interests in mind and you don't. And if that's true and you resist his wisdom and you allow all these other voices to influence you, one day you're going to wake up in a place you don't want to be. You don't want to do that. And people around you don't want that for you. So don't you owe it to yourself to start asking this question. In light of my past experience, in light of my current circumstances, in my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for me to do. And as we live in a culture with all of these influences coming at us, let's be people who begin to ask what the wise thing to do is. Let me pray for us. God, you're the giver of all wisdom. And there are so many places in my life where I need wisdom right now. And I know that for those who are hearing this today, there are so many places in their lives as well where they just don't know where to turn. They need wisdom. Would you give us the courage to not just sort of uh, pick our feet up and let the current of life and culture and other influences and influencers in our lives tell us where to go and what to do and we just do it. Would you give us the courage to say, no, I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to look out over my life and I'm going to invite you, God, into this and help me discover not just what's okay, not just what feels good, not simply what's legal or permissible even, but God, what is the wise thing to do? What's the wise thing to do? And God, would you graciously give us wisdom and direction in our lives when it comes to these influences and when it comes to wisdom that we desperately need to make wise choices. We pray this in the amazing name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.